Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Scott Kaplan from Maximum Fitness in Merrick, New York. Scott, how are we doing, man? Doing great today. How are you? Doing great, man. It's Friday. We're talking about fitness. We got a little holiday weekend here coming up. So, uh, yeah, this is awesome, man. Appreciate you joining me today. No, I appreciate you having me. You got it. You got it. So, industry veteran here, man, industry expert. So, love talking to folks who've been doing this for some time. So, Maximum Fitness, let's first start about, you know, Let's, start off, let's first start with what you're ultimately trying to build here and what you have built here within your community there in Merrick. I've been serving the community for half my life now. And, uh, you know, uh, basically we've got, um, you know, teenagers through seniors training there. We have all different age populations. Uh, again, it's just strictly one-on-one training, um, you know, and uh, to get people started, you know, we... Um, we have the uh, like a special like eight sessions for 99. So it gives people like a month to not have to worry about a long-term commitment. So that was a marketing strategy. I came up with like, you know, 20 something years ago, uh, you know, to help the trainer and the client rapport for a month. And then, you know, they move on to like a regular package and continue. Sure. Yeah. I saw that uh, thing on your Facebook too, on on the, on the window out front. I saw that, uh, that sign there. So yeah, obviously storefront, which is great for, uh, Great for marketing and walk-ins and just awareness and recognition. So when, yes. I know you've been in this, you told me you've been in the same space the whole time you've been there. Uh, how did you pick that space? How did you know it was the right space? What was kind of your mindset and approach to, uh, to all that? Um, it was offered It was offered to me um, in the late 90s. A guy I played basketball for a long time ago wanted to, you know, get out. And, um, you know, the space was offered to me. I, I, I knew that... The parking was a little bit of a drawback, but I said, you know what? People could park and walk if they're going to be yeah. fit. So uh, it basically was, uh, you know, uh, just a very, there's a lot of traffic on Merrick Avenue. Yeah. Okay. And that sign in the window is probably the number one reason people drive by, they see it, sure. you know, so it's, it's yeah. a good location. That's awesome, man. And the location, I think is super important uh, for a fitness business, you know, you want to think you want to be on a main street or you want to be near kind of an exit or off or on ramp on a highway, all that good stuff, you know, and obviously we want to handle, handle kind of our expense there and not go too crazy with the rent. Right. Um, and uh, be affordable so we can actually make some money doing this thing, which is great. So with all that being said, Scott, why did you ultimately start this business uh, back when you did? Um, well, ba- my background was a degree like uh, in psychology, and I thought I was going to go to Oxford and become a serial profiler for the FBI. Uh, I took my LSATs and GREs thinking like law and psychology, and I, I said, let me try this personal training thing. I had competed right. in several all-natural bodybuilding shows, and I was kind of getting out of that, and I said, let me try this out, and here I am 20-something years later. Yeah, it's awesome, right? It goes by quick, right? It's crazy. I have a passion for health and wellness and, and just, you know, that's why I've got so many certifications along the way to keep my education up because, you know, uh, I, I still, to this day, uh, the reason why I do, I mean, everybody wants to make a living doing this, but, um, you know, it's the, it's the people that come back and thank you and just thank, thank you for being there. Thank you for opening. Cause when I opened up, I was the only gig in town. Now there's like a gym down the block. There's, other places but when I opened up it was the only gig in town and um and uh you know I feel very blessed to still be in business 
Yeah, especially after these past two years, which is like, so congrats to you guys on making it through that, which is awesome. You mentioned the uh, psychology background. I assume, I know that's a huge plus as a, one, as a trainer, two, as a business owner. We're dealing with people, we're dealing with communication, with relationships. How much has that benefited you in your career? Uh, tremendously. I mean, you yeah. have to be a chameleon in this business. Like, as I was saying to you um, before we went on, I, you know, the other day I went from training an 80-year-old guy who came to me in his 60s and you know this this guy like wants to lift everything in the gym but he's amazing shit and then one of my trainers this is we'll talk about this you know uh he got injured at work so i had to cover like a 15 year old so you go from training somebody who's 80 years old that could do push-ups and pull-ups to training a 15 year old that's uncoordinated and has never done this before right so that's where the experience comes in you got to be able to grab a clipboard and and, you know get the information and we have health questionnaires and then and go but uh yeah, I feel like somewhat one of my degrees I have is in life coaching. And you that's something in this business with the psychology. I mean, I've counseled people through, you know, retirement, divorce, yeah, loss sure. of a loved one, you know, so part of the session sometimes is, is almost like a, ther- a mental therapy session. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I agree totally. We wear so many hats as trainers and business owners. Yes. What others, and you just mentioned a few uh, essential skills there, but what do you, what do you think of other great skills, uh, skills needed skills needed to work on to achieve success in this line of work well i've always looked at this business is like 50 percent personality and 50 percent x's and o's like you know i've hired some trainer i mean i've done over twenty thousand interviews if you could believe that wow and yeah some of them belong on america's funniest home videos but but i've i've been fortunate and the thing is you have to, it's, for me, I was very introverted when I was younger. So this kind of brought me out, forced me out of my shell. And uh, so you have to have the personality to relate. And as I've gotten older, it, it, the experience helps, but also you have to know your X's and O's. You have to be meticulous with form. Uh, So that's the skill set. You have to have both because I've had trainers that have great personalities, but they're more talkers than trainers and vice versa. And this business is, you know, it's a very intimate, you know, type of personal business, you know, yeah. and uh, the connections you make, you know, like we talked about before, you know, confidence, competence, and commitment, the three C's, uh, that is paramount, key for success. I agree, totally. I'll add a fourth C to that one, character too, like we need to have a strong yes. character. Uh, yes. And it's so like important. That. It's a good C, I had to throw it in there. I just, it was on my head from something I read earlier today, so it's good. It's very good. It was good timing. It was good timing. But uh, very cool. I think those are all awesome things, Scott. And obviously, with your experience, uh, you come across all this uh, in your time there. So with that being said, um, let's, dive into, let's dive into the business here. And uh, every successful business has to solve a problem. You know, what, what problem would you say you guys are solving there at Maximum Fitness? Well, do you mean uh, over the years or do you mean like currently right now? I guess both, just overall as a business in general, like what are you offering that's solving a problem in like uh, in the world? I mean, from we talked about the mental aspect, but I mean, yeah. just, you know, helping people that come to me that are on medications like middle-aged to older yeah. that, you know, you help them with training, get off blood pressure yeah. medications, reduce their statins, uh, cholesterol, and just, yeah. you know, uh, women with osteoporosis, increasing bone density, all these things, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, you know, I, 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 you know, that's why I got into this field. Right. You know, so, I mean, there's, there's so much that goes into opening a business. I mean, 
I was just a, a kid with four walls and a dream. You got, when you open a business, you got to design the layout. You have, you know, interviews and staff, you know, uh, you, you got to put in, I, when, you, when you're a startup, 90 hours a week, six, 15 hour days, six days a week. You're sacrificing friendships. You're sacrificing relationships, enjoyment, so that you could build something. And, um, and then you got to have your advertising, your budget and everything to get going. So yeah. for people out there that are looking to start, um, I'm not sure this is the best time to start up, but um, I was fortunate to be established when we reopened. Right. And, um, you know, we're still going strong. Which is awesome. Yeah. And like, uh, obviously, I know you're in New York there. So New York was hit pretty tough with restrictions the last couple of years and uh, all these sort of things. Just talk us through quick, quickly, Scott, just your experience the past few years, what you guys went through and how you basically weathered the storm, for lack of better words. Yeah, I mean, there's always setbacks for the business. And I mean, for me, um, I wasn't one to want to, you know, I wasn't happy with the powers that be in Albany. Um, so my uh, my path was to make contacts and to um, take out an SBA loan. Um, and some of the contacts enabled me to get grants or there was the PPP loan, um, keep yeah. a dialogue going with the clients um and uh and just reopen like day one and ironically uh the department of health was in my facility day one and i know a lot of businesses that are not gym related where they yeah. haven't stepped in once so i yeah. made sure all my ducks were in a row whether yeah. it was driving 60 miles to get merv 13 filters whatever the requirements were then we reopened and so i looked at it as not just a reopening i looked at it as a rebuilding Okay. So like, you know, um, as I'm talking to you right now, if somebody was to call, you know, the work line, it'll, it'll forward to my phone and right. I'll get them. Right. So, uh, you know, so it's been a combination of retaining some of the old clients sure. Sure. and um, also uh, meeting new people, which is great training new people right. um, and trying to always pair a good fit if I can with, okay, well, this client has these needs. They want a younger trainer or this client wants to, you know, so right. That's that's my job. Okay. One of the hats that I wear, pairing sure. people together. Yeah. yeah, being the leader, being the facilitator, all that good stuff. So, yeah, I mean, congrats on, first of all, making a, the past two years as 35% of gyms, fitness businesses closed. So that's, you know, no small feat. So thank you. that being said, yeah, for sure. Coming out of that, Scott, what have you done to uh, advertise, market the business? I know we talked about your America after a uh, busy street, have a lot of signage in the front uh, door, walking uh, traffic, I'm sure. So Anything else you guys are doing to market and advertise to get new faces in the door? Yeah. I mean, I still do like, I still do like one print ad. Cause it's like one of those, like uh, where it's small enough to, you know, women could keep it in their purse. Like in, yeah. you know, like, so I still believe in print advertising. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll do like a, a booth sometimes at the, the vitamin shop in town because um, yeah. you know, they you know, I'm like a VIP there. So they let me set up and do like something like that. And, um, you know, we have like a rewards program. So like if you sign somebody up and they really enjoy it, you know, and then they refer a friend, uh, a family member, they get like free sessions. So like, you know, we, we do what we can to try and yeah. you know, retain who we have, keep them happy. That's always my first priority. Sure. And then as you're trying to get new people in. Yeah, definitely. Retain the people we have, keep them happy, keep them engaged. I definitely want to get to that in a second. Just want to talk about marketing just a little more like, with the print advertising, what is like a typical like return on investment for you uh, using that outlet of, of advertising? 
So if you're coming in to do like a free trial on an EA for you doing nine sessions for 99, obviously if I'm not doing it myself, I'm losing money, um, you know, paying right. the trainer. Right. But, you know, when the resign comes, not that where our prices are like, you know, astronomical, but when the resign comes, uh, you know, then that's, you know, really the return on the investment. So, you, you know, sometimes, you know, um, I'll get a call and like, I just want to do, do eight sessions for my son. So he learns yeah. what to do. And some of my trainers will come to me or client, like, don't even, don't even sign that person up. It's a loss. I said, no. And sure enough, like there was a kid that came back after the pandemic yeah. and the mother like said, let me try it out. And now she's been a long-term client since I reopened. So you have to see the big picture. You have to expand your scope. You have yeah. to look at it more than just tunnel vision. And that's, as I've gotten older and more experienced, I realized the importance of that. So that's yeah. with the marketing, you know, the eight sessions, it's, you know, like, let's say a free trial doesn't go great for like one of my trainers, whatever, that's an off day for somebody. Right. Everybody has $99. So 99% of the time people are going to sign up and then they have yeah. a month to develop that report. If they're coming twice a week, let's say. Okay. It's great. Yeah. So that's, is that the initial offer you, you go with a lot that works best for you guys? Yeah. And then, you know, I always get those people, I have like a photogenic memory. They're shocked that I remember them from 15 to 20 years ago. And they're like, well, I haven't been here. So can I do the eight sessions? The guy like, listen, you know, what my place is about, I'll give you a free session or two. Yeah. But you know about my place. So, you know, and then they'll come back, they'll do the free session. They'll enjoy it. They'll resign for 48 sessions or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, we get, I would say, you know, percentage wise, you, you know, the, uh, the sign in the window has got to be 50%. Referrals yeah, yeah. are, you know, probably comprise most of the other fifty percent. Okay. Okay. Cool. Word of mouth. Yeah, we got signage, we got referrals. Have you gone down the social media path yet? Paid advertising, digital marketing, any of that, Scott? I have my my uh, maximum fitness. Um, you know, everybody has a Facebook and an Instagram, but I yeah. divide, right. I set up uh, a maximum fitness business page and an Instagram business page. Okay. You know, um, it, it can't hurt. Yeah. So, um, again, most of the time it's, uh, it's word of mouth in the neighborhood or yeah. the funniest thing I find is somebody walks in to like, you know, how long you've been here? I said, did you just move in the neighborhood? They'll say, I've lived here 15 years, but it wasn't on their radar for training. Exactly. Right. Business people want to find you, they yeah. find you. So, you know, sure. it's mostly, it's mostly the location, uh, word of mouth, you know, we have a good reputation. Okay. And, yeah. It's great, man. Reputation is everything, obviously, and especially in like a, a tight knit community, right? Where you've been for a long time. Yeah, obviously, if we uh, have one bad interaction, people tell everybody, right? If we, uh, yes, have, a good, have we if we have good interaction, they just tell a few of their, maybe a few of their friends they refer, which is also awesome. You mentioned there, which I kind of skipped over before. Let's go back uh, here a little bit. Uh, Forty-eight sessions. How do you set up your your billing? How do you come up with uh, how you do it? And kind of what's the most popular option people go with? Well, after the eight sessions, and I never try to steer people. I have one woman that I've been have known since the year 1999. She keeps yeah. taking the 12 sessions. I don't know why. That's her decision. But you're going to pay more per hour yeah. as you go up to 24, 36, and 48. It's cheaper okay. per session. Okay. But okay. Um, we offer like installment plans. So you know, some people like to pay everything up front because right. they don't want you bothering them right. three times, four times. Sure. Um, but if people want to pay it out, that's fine. You know, so it gives them the option to 
have a little breathing room because I understand everyone's got other expenses and bills. Sure. And although I, the, the biggest insult I ever get from people is, you know, well, this is a luxury business. It's obviously you got to eat first. You got to pay your rent, your mortgage, but I don't yeah. look at it as a luxury business. I look at this as a necessity and you being in the field, you would understand that. Yeah. I, yeah, I read this quote yesterday or a tweet or something, but, uh, selfish not to do it you know not to not to train and work out and uh, be fit for your kids and your family and, and all that stuff and yourself you know so yeah i agree with you a thousand percent scott um what uh, have you changed your prices over the course of the 23 years have you been the same the whole time what does that what does that look like and how have you gone about changing it um i probably started out i probably started out too low in like the early 2000s so there have been you know if you talk to my accountant, he'll tell you, I should have done X amount every year, but you right. go through recessions, you go through things and it's based on sessions. So it's like, you get somebody who's like on session 47 and you know, they're like, well, it's not fair. I got to resign. So whenever I'd raise the prices, I told people, okay. I give them like a month ahead of time or two yeah. months. And I allow them to resign under the old price structure. So I'm usually on the hook for another year or so, yeah. but yeah. it's, it's it, my conscience tells me what to do. And so I've raised the prices a few times, but we're still like reasonable the price structure, I mean, we're talking 54 to $70 an hour. That's not really astronomical. No membership yeah. fee. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely uh, yeah, comparable to the industry average, so to speak. Right. Um, when you chose that, uh, did, you, did you look at other gyms around you, other training studios, or just uh, you came up with that based uh, off your own principles? My own principles. But, yeah. you know, it's funny. I remember sitting down with my dad in the late 90s, and he goes, you're going to slit your wrist with the save for 99. At least make it this so you can make it. I said, no, no, no. I want to have the best deal in town because I want people to see that. And I've had guys who have graduated, they, they graduate to gym, so to speak. And they've come right. back and said, um, that's the smartest marketing decision I've ever seen. And I've seen other uh, small gyms copy it. Yeah, uh, I won't sure. name names, yeah. but uh, it, for me, it's like, um, like a woman called me that was here 20 years ago. And then she wanted to, she, she said, I have a 15 year old son now. Right. And she brought him in on Tuesday. So the reputation, like being in the community for that oh, long, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, so, so again, the eight for 99 is still there. Right. And uh, that's mostly what gets people in the door. And then after that, um, you know, at this point, look, at, you know, it's not a good time to raise prices. I know everything's going up, but in my industry, yeah, you know, it's just more about increasing the volume, I think. Yeah. What do you think about that, Scott? So uh, that you brought it up, like, I think we're kind of entering some sort of recession type thing here. Gas prices are crazy. Food is a little out of control. Yeah. What do you think? You think that's going to have an effect in our industry here, or in what? I'm sure it will, but to what capacity? Or is hard to kind of predict at this point. It's hard to predict. I mean, if you know, there are people like if this. I tell the trainers because they're never sure. You know, like well, her husband may say that you can't. I say, listen, do your job, and your job is to. I'll tell any of my trainers, your job is to make this make them want to do it, make this important to them. Right. So this becomes a necessity. Right. So they go home and they say, and you know, and, and plus if you're the husband, because we have mostly female clientele, you're right. going to be like, you know, like, well, well, my wife's looking better. She's in better shape. She's a bit more energy. And next thing you know, you got a call. My husband wants to come in. Right. You know, right. so that's, you know, that's yeah. how I look at it. I, sure. you know, we can't control the cycles of the economy, of but uh, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope that, uh, you know, we get, you know, we usually pick up this time of year going into yeah. the summer. So um, looking forward to it. Okay. So summer's for you. Yeah. What's, is there any seasonality to your business? You said normally summers are normally a little busier. 
Have you we'll seen peak by the end of June, by the end of June, and then yeah. July and August, people are traveling, they're doing this and that, yeah. not that we don't get new clients. And then right after Labor Day, you get people who took some time off coming back, you get new sure. clients. Sure. And of course, everyone knows about New Year's resolutions. That's so cool. you, yeah. get, you get a lot of gifts. I, you know, we, I advertise, I really push gift certificates yeah. when we like uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then those gifts, yeah. gift certificates get redeemed yeah. like after New Year. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love that. Is there anything you're able to do or thinking of doing or tried to like increase revenue during July and August? I'm, I'm same for me. July and August was super, was super slow. You know, um, right. we had like summer camp, strength conditioning camp for like local high school type of thing. Anything you've tried or thinking of trying uh, to kind of make up for those slower times of the year? You know, um, it, it's just uh, unfortunately I'm doing this like like 23 years. It, yeah. it just not it just seems like that's just the way it goes people want to you know take off from working out to go to the beach because we're on you know i have all these yeah. long island beaches here and you know it's um you know sometimes you know uh you try and get like people's uh you know the kids are off in the summer you try to get them in more um i have connections with uh, some of the local high schools i try to do that but uh typically that's when it just tails off slightly so you prepare for that for sure, yeah, definitely. In a normal, normal part of the industry. Now, Scott, uh, you brought up kind of like a lot of retention pieces here uh, lately. So obviously uh, an important part of our business and a, definitely an important part of yours. What are some key practices and best practices that you do just to keep your members engaged or clients engaged with you? I know you've had some people for over a decade, a handful or, or more, probably longer. What are just some best practices to keep people engaged and coming back? Mix up the routines, um, you know, uh, counsel them, you know, I put a lot of them very meticulous with diet. So I try to, you know, I try to keep a dialogue going even when it's on my personal time uh, to try and, you know, like I can't follow people around. I I, I wrote a short story like the diet spy, but you really can't do that in real life. You can't follow people around because I tell them when they sign up, you you, you know, minimum 50% of the game is diet. So I'll give them guidelines and stuff nutrition but um uh you know i think really i just like i said um there are some people once they they enjoy it after they re-sign after the special they just they're like lifers they just love the aspect of the intimacy of a a small controlled environment and uh and you know listen if if people have complaints or problem i'm always my i tell them listen everyone has my cell phone now when i reopened Um, my right hand guy didn't come back. So now everybody has my cell phone. So I hear the good and the bad. And you know, I, if there's a, if there's a problem, I try to problem solve. Sure. Which is a a big part of this being a leader and uh, conflict resolution is huge. You brought up the cell phone piece. My next question was going to be, are you, are you able to communicate with your people when they're not with you the other 23 hours of the day, so to speak via text or via so many ways to communicate these days. My, phone, my, my phone's on silent right now, but it it doesn't stop. It's like oh, a, like a board. Yeah. Right. So like um, some of the people don't, they've been out for a few weeks. They don't know that I'm doing this with you. So that's why I just put it on silent. took my Apple yeah, watch yeah, off yeah. and yeah, you know, but that's, you know, it's funny with, so yeah, absolutely. People, I get texts from six o'clock in the morning. Sometimes a trainer, um, you know, has a problem he'll text me at three in the morning can't make it in tomorrow so like i'm kind of on call all the time, all the time sure, yeah. which uh it's probably a good thing that i don't sleep much <laughs> yeah who needs it right so uh, over, overrated but uh yeah that's cool i mean i think uh communication obviously is key you know especially as uh, the leader of this business the ceo if you will now um 
what do I want to ask you about? Yeah, so uh, technology is a big part of fitness now, obviously. Uh, are you looking at all into an online programming or like if people move away or to kind of grow your sphere of influence or to kind of have more touch points with them when they're not with you? You know, I have like, a, I got one of my certifications in that. Um, the thing is my clients, I've asked them to a person, like, no, I like coming in. I like the interaction. I yeah. like being in your facility. I don't, I wouldn't want right. to do this online. Um, ironically, you talk about retention, retention of yeah. trainers has been a hard thing. And I always like, you know, I keep in touch to like my children. I keep in touch with guys who get on police force or guys that have become doctors or whatever. Um, you know, uh, but again, I think it's important for people to understand some of the pitfalls and obstacles. Uh, before the pandemic, we were ascending and my right hand guy during the pandemic was zooming with about a dozen of my clients. Oh, okay. And no, but my, you know, look, my lawyer said, you know, you got to put a stop to this, but I trusted him and we had like an understanding when I reopen, right. you know, you're going to come back with everybody. And yeah. two weeks before I was going to get PPE equipment and a torrential rainstorm, pulled the car over, wrote down his schedule a week before he called me and says, I'm not coming back. And that was, so again, you just, you have to dust yourself off. You have yeah. to be resilient and move forward. But that, um, you know, those things as a business owner, sure. you have to be ready for, you know, people, trainers, uh, employees doing that. It's nature of the beast here in this industry. I, I know I had uh, four trainers of mine going open a, going open a gym, you know, so it's uh, part of uh, going open another gym. So definitely part of the deal. What do you find, Scott? You said you did a, a ton of uh, interviews with other trainers. What do you look for in a trainer to, to be on your staff? What, what's like a good fit for you and what, what kind of qualities are you looking for? Well, obviously certified is, uh, is a must. Um, I'm looking for somebody that's like, um, I don't want to say looks the part, but is like into fitness and exercise that this yeah. is important to them, whether they're a phys ed teacher, which I hired one recently, or, you know, uh, they're just uh, somebody who's like got passion for this and likes helping people. Yeah. And obviously somebody that I could, that I could talk to, you know, like this person, yeah. I understand some interviews, like people are nervous and they don't talk much. Yeah. So the way I do it is the first, I do a phone interview, get the information, they email me a resume, I review it, make notes, then there's a face-to-face -face interview, and then I don't care if you have no experience or 40 years experience, they yeah. must come in and do observation on the floor um, on their time to see how it works when we're busy. Sure. So sure. how would you fit? And then I would ask them questions after like, okay, what would you do if you had a client on the floor right now and you had a plan? Yeah. Cause yeah. as a trainer, you have to have the subsets in your brain. You have to be able to go to plan A, B, C, and D if this yeah. machine's taken, if that's taken. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. So yeah, I like that you kind of put a little practical spin on it in the interview and in the pro in the hiring process. Cause yeah, until you're on the floor, it's just a, it's just a kind of totally different animal, right? You got to be able to Right. think on your feet and kind of have that uh, human psychology piece that you have, which is huge and uh, relationship building, communication, all those things on top of knowing uh, how you. to program and how to tweak form and to give tactile cues and all this crazy stuff. So yeah, it's super detailed. Um, do you hire your trainers? Do you go W2 or do you go 1099? There's a thousand ways to do it. You know, it's crazy because I was 1099 for like ever and my accountants know I don't like looking over my shoulder, but the Department of Labor came in like about five years ago and yeah. hit me with some hefty fines and I have no idea why they picked me, but I had to switch over to W-2s and yeah. the ironic part is my trainers generally work all of them and other, they're all, they're working at other facilities Okay. and they're always paid as independent contractors. Yeah. So now it's a W-2. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, it's. 
the big thing in the fitness industry, you know, I see a lot of 1099, some W2, uh, uh, pros and cons to either, obviously, but yeah, it's, Perhaps, uh, yeah, yeah, pros and cons either way. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's a slippery slope there, I guess. So with all that being said, uh, Scott, what's the next year for you? All right. Hopefully, uh, we're growing here back to bigger and better than ever. COVID lockdown piece is over. Um, you know, God willing, where's maximum fitness is uh, main focus here for growth in the next 12 months. Well, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in writing down your goals, whether it's yeah. from my writing or my business. And I got all this stuff up on my board behind nice. our Zoom. And it's like, you know, I just want to, you know, uh, increase, you know, I told you that we've been before we went on the air, like as high as 70% and been as low as 30% of right. our max capacity. I'd say right now we're operating at 50 to 55. I'd like to see that go back up um, closer, like 75%. Yeah. And I noticed like, you know, people that are working out three times a week, some of them are doing two or two are doing one. It's uh, you talked about the recession, but my, I see a year from now, um, you know, provided I'm able to maintain retention of trainers and, and that I stay healthy. Um, I would like to see that go up like at least 20 to 25% in terms of uh, volume and revenue. Yeah, I think that'd be a terrific goal, obviously. And what, what do you think is the main challenge there right now? Just that staffing piece we talked about earlier, multiplying that team so you can kind of scale the business. Staffing? Uh, listen, I, I, you know, the last two trainers I hired, I was fortunate enough. Um, one of the clients uh, saw that I was struggling with the interviews. It just, yeah. you know, sometimes it just doesn't, no matter where you advertise. So she recommended a couple of people that she knew and they, you know, uh, they turned out to be phenomenal. Great. So you, you always see like, you know, you reach out to clients, you know, I, I'll ask anybody I'm in the vitamin shop. I'll run into my mailman. Do you know anybody who wants to do training? Yeah. You never know where you're going to find somebody. I once hired a trainer I met in the supermarket, you know, there you go. I like it. Yeah. Grassroots, man. I love it. That's awesome. It's so true. You never know. That's very true. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Well, Scott, no, I love man. I appreciate uh, your time today. I think it's an awesome place to uh, wrap up this episode. Maximum fitness, where can our listeners uh, check you out and follow you uh, website or social media anywhere that we can follow along your story? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, just at their, uh, the Instagram and the uh, Facebook, they're both public uh, maximum fitness. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, anybody wants to call, you know, it's uh, 516-868-3800. Um, and um, if I'm not there, the call bounce to my phone. And again, we got, we have the nine sessions for 99 to start. Yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, pick up the phone and call now. There we go. I love it. Yeah. What, uh, call, text, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, guys. Uh, Scott, 23 years in business, businessman, doing a ton of stuff right. So awesome talking to you today, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. You got it. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for all of our future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to this interview. But don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'm your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by PJ Sullivan from F45. We have two locations, Riverview, Florida, and Palmasia, Florida, coming soon. PJ, how you doing, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. This is great. You got it. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you uh, spending some time with us today, sharing your story. And uh, so let's dive in. So I think a lot of us know the F45 model and uh, the uh, service we offer. So we'll get into that in a second. But first of all, what uh, ultimately, why, why did you ultimately decide to open this business and go with F45 as a franchise? Yeah. So, um, you know, you've heard of this little thing that happened over the past couple of years called COVID. Well, you know, I was sitting around at home like everyone else. Um, and I had been in corporate job, you know, for 18 years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I didn't hate it, but, you know, I didn't love it. You know, yeah. um, I was going into the gym every day before work and on my way out of the gym, I would always get sad, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, okay, now I got to go to work for eight or nine hours. Then you got to go home and all the home stuff, which is great, you know, with kids and the wife and all that. And that's sure. awesome. Sure. Um, but you know, I, when I would leave the gym, I would get kind of like, Oh, I got a big gap, you know, until I'm happy again. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Um, so when I was at COVID, you know, or while I was at home during COVID, I always kind of had this thing, right. If I had, if I just had job title X, I'd be happy. Right. If I just made X amount of dollars at this job, I'd be happy. Well, then I got those. And then it was like, well, if, you know, it's, the two hours in the car that I hate, right? It's just traffic. If I just didn't have to go to work, I'd love it. And yeah. then I was at home and it was like, well, if I just, you know, had a great team and a great boss and a great co company culture, and then all, all of a sudden I'm at home and I have all of those things and I still didn't like it. Right, right. And I'm like, you know what? It probably isn't all that stuff. It's probably the job. I don't care about it. I don't have any passion. Right. Um, and I was okay, you know, I was making, you know, great money, um, but I did not care. Like that clock stopped at five o'clock and I got, and, and, and it was out of my brain, gone. Could not care less, you know, the company is gonna run as it's gonna run. And, you know, if I'm not there, you know, it could just kind of keep going, right? If I leave tomorrow, they, you know, bring in, you know, some other PJ and then he's up and running and off they go. Right. So I was sitting there and I'm like, you know, what am I super passionate about? And just like everyone else who has this on right now, right? It was yeah. health and fitness. Right. So right. I went online and I've always had this kind of, you know, entrepreneurial type of um, thing about me, right? I've, I've always had this, I want to own my own company. I want to, yeah. you know, do X, Y, and Z. Um, and I've had some other ideas at the past, you know, I've started a couple of little LLCs and that's about as far as a guy, you know, right. I never hired anyone. I never brought in a dollar. You know, I couldn't get anything off the ground. Right. So I went on Amazon and uh, I Googled, you know, how to start a gym and gym launch came up. Um, and I went through that book and I loved it. And I was like, you know what? There's a company up the street that I know of F45 that is doing a majority of the things in this book right now small group fitness, high price point, you know, yep. X, Y, and Z. It was all of this stuff. And I'm starting to plug all these pieces all together. Right. right. And I'm going, this makes total sense for me. Yeah. Right. I can join somewhere because I haven't ever owned a gym. I've right. never been in charge of team. 
Um, I was a hit instructor at the gym up the street. I taught a single class a week just yeah. so that I could go there for free. That was the only reason I was doing it. Yeah. Right. Um, but that was all of my experience of being in the health industry. Right. I at the most worked 45 hours total yeah. before I said, I want to own a gym. Right. right? Um, so you know, kind of not quite in the same mold as some of your other guests, right? You're here for like 25 years or like 30 years and it's, you know, they're all in on it, which sure. I love. Um, but I knew that I knew that I knew enough that I could make some good money over there. Yeah. Um, and so that was my driving thing was, yeah. and um, this is important because I'll come back to this is I came to F45 thinking this is a model I can use to fund time at home with my three sons and my family yeah. yeah like that was the point of opening the gym was to have a source of income that was healthy for me and my wife and my family that I could expand and grow right. um while having an interest in it yeah that was it yeah and so I started going through all of this f45 stuff I'm working up you know up north at least for me now I'm in Florida um and about that time, you know, I'm going through all of these things in my brain, just like everyone else in COVID, you know, you know, what is the point, you know, right. you know, trying to find, you know, a meaning. Um, and me and my wife, we up and decided, you know what, we have some family down in Florida. How about yeah. we head down there? So I put the F45 stuff on pause. Right. We moved down to Florida. We buy a house. Um, it was a brand new build. So we stayed at my dad's house for a while. And while I'm there, I was like, you know what? We had a lot of time. Um, yeah. I had quit my previous job. So I'm now unemployed right. um, in a brand new state, staying in my dad's house with our two sons at the time and my pregnant wife. Right. Right. And I'm sitting there going, you know what? It'd be a great time to open up my own brand. Perfect. You know, yeah. I don't know if I want to go at 45. I want to do my own thing. Sure. So I start going out on this other path and I start looking at, you know, trying to find, you know, you know, our name and our right. color schemes and our logos and how I'm going to build this out and who's going to build it and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And after about it taking me three weeks to come up with a color scheme right. for my logo, I said, this is going to take me three right. years. Yeah. It's going to take way too long. Yeah. So I went back to F45 and I said, you know what, this is easy. I can pay a franchise fee and they right. hand me a package and say, here you go. We're going to tell you exactly how to do it. We're going to tell you every step of the way. We're going to get you, you know, to the finish line. And I said, this is great because I had no idea how I was going to get there. Yeah. So, you know, uh, hit the button, um, hit go in August. Uh, we had our third son in January. Wow. Um, we closed on our house in between there and wow. we, uh, yeah. And we, I, I, I hired my GM uh eight days before our son was born our pre-sale started on the day wow. he was born uh 10 weeks later we are open wow crazy yeah so we went from literally hiring a gm like christmas eve i believe yeah yeah um to him starting going th towards uh training um mm -hmm. all of this kind of stuff and we opened in april uh this past month we were profitable on you know, our very first day, um, we have been profitable since. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of where yeah, yeah, we yeah. are now. We're about uh, two months in. 
Um, and then with keeping this train rolling, um, I learned a lot over the last three months and it's still very, very fresh in my brain. So I said, you know what, as soon as we get up and rolling, right. My goal all along was put to put enough processes and procedures and things in place that the gym can run if I'm not there. Sure. Sure. Um, so I wanted to kind of put that to the test and we're opening up our second, um, which we should be opening up in about two or three months. I love that. Yeah, it's awesome, PJ. And uh, yeah, really good story, man. And uh, I think we all need a good story behind our business. So that's, that's awesome. And I want to get into like the, the pros of going down the franchise route as opposed to like the independent, your own deal, you thought of doing your own brand. Uh, would you sure. say it's like the two biggest things? What I took away from there is like t- saving of time, obviously, and having like that proven model in place already kind of done, so to speak. Is that the two biggest takeaways or anything else you have to add to that? Yeah, so for me, it was the order of operations. So right. I actually, um, I tried to hire um, a consultant while I was going down my own path yeah. because I legitimately said, you know, I know where I'm at now and I can see myself at the front door, you know, in the scissors, right? Sure. Um, but I have no idea how to get there. Right. No, right. I don't know how long it takes to order equipment. Again, this was just after COVID, right? So trying to get any equipment on my own was crazy right so like how do i get so much equipment? how do i create a floor plan right um but i kind of knew all the things i needed to do but that order of of operations how one flows in to the next i can't do c until i do b that kind of stuff um that is what was really um the driving factor and the reality of you know f45 has not had a studio fail ever yeah. So, you know, not to say that there, you know, isn't a risk, right? And I'm sure there, you know, are some asterisks there as well. Sure. Uh, sure. But generally speaking, you know, it was a uh, trusted brand. You know, I don't have to educate the public on, hi, I'm PJ and here's my sure. approach to fitness, right? right. It's a, right. we're opening up F45, everyone goes, oh, okay, cool. Um, but, you know, that was the other thing is that, yeah. is that I did not want to, program fitness i wanted it to be um as bad as it sounds i wanted it to be kind of like how the corporate um job was where it doesn't matter who's there right if we swap out coaches if the coach leaves and some other coach comes in if we have a head coach right i don't want our members to go oh i don't want to go to class on thursday i don't like how johnny teaches right you know oh i don't like erica's you know she always does way too much leg work you know so i wanted that consistent thing that our clients could go and go i know exactly what i'm going to get every time i go on the store yeah you know i said you know i kind of tie it back to the uh to the chick filet model where every time you go into a chick filet you're getting the same thing and it's always good yeah right and so you know exactly what you are going to get every time and that's what I want. I want our members to come in and it doesn't matter who's coaching. Okay. Right. I'm free on Tuesday at seven. So I'm going to go and whoever's there is whoever's yeah. there. So yeah, I like great. That. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just love you. Like you have your definition of success, which we can all, we all have our own definition, which is you know, mm-hmm. good across the board. And uh, I think a lot of gym owners maybe start out and don't have that. It's kind of just this like uh fly by the seat of your pants approach, which is going to set, you know, may not be the best recipe. Right. Uh, I know when I started, that's kind of what I did. I was like, let's just go for it without really an end goal in mind or like a definition of what success means. So yeah, I love that you have that PJ and I love that, uh, like you said, systems in place are there 
consistency is there so you don't have to be in the club all, all day long if you know unless unless you want to be so uh yeah i think that's huge man now we all know the model of f45 but could you just for the listeners who don't could you just kind of tell us the model that you guys there run um quick short efficient pit yeah. workouts um cardio or strength or both um you know i try not to when we're you know talking to to clients right sometimes yeah. as gym owners or head coaches we tend to over explain right right we're going into you know hey here's our you know here's you know how we schedule everything all this kind of stuff yeah. all we say is look come in it's 45 minutes you can park your car and be back in your car in under an hour just come in yep okay choose a day come in it doesn't matter right yes we have strength days we have cardio days and we get into that more but as we're first getting going just come in okay don't worry about it because i remember when i was going to the gym and there were days where i walked in you know giant big box gym i go in and just go oh what do i want to do today yeah. you yeah. know um well yeah. let's see i have this little app and it tells me i should do three sets of ten but you know i don't really feel like doing that today and there was no incentive yeah. so you know, I don't have to plan anything out, right? It's not like you go there and go, well, I just did a push day, so I should do a pull, but you know, I haven't done legs in four days. I know I got to do that as well. You know, so it's as easy as it's going to get to right. get there, right? right? Just get in the front door and then you're golden. Right. Um, so I just love that, right? It takes all the planning out. You don't have to, you know, count push sets versus pull versus, yeah. you know, hinge or, you know, legs or any of that kind of stuff. You just show up and work and it works yeah no i love it uh the ease and convenience uh for the client is, is great you know and um why is it the 45 minutes what is the reasoning science uh approach behind that exactly uh, i think anything beyond that you start to get a little bit overworked yeah. um but i you know a majority of it is just convenience i mean that's the big you know our you know our key client people are those you know going to work coming home from work right we have a couple showers but you know, it's we have a ton of people. So it's kind of funny because we don't offer any childcare. Okay. Probably eighty-five percent of our clients have kids. Yeah. Um, and so I went through this a long for, you know, right. a long time. It was like I would not even go into a gym if it did not have any childcare. Sure. Like I know I'm not going to be able to leave the house for two and a half hours to, to right. drive to the gym to go there, yeah. get all yeah. stretched out, get warmed up, get on the treadmill. Yeah you know, do 10 sets and then come back. It's going to be two hours. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, our model of look, come in real quick, quick warm up, let's crank through it and head home. Right. You know, so it's an easy sell to other people in your family. Look, I'll be back in an hour. Yeah. One hour from now, I'll be back. I'll be drenched and the car is going to be a sweaty mess, but I'll be back here helping. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, again, it's back to that convenience factor and like time these days, uh, all we have at time is the most important asset. So like if we can uh, make a nice efficient workout in that time domain, I think it's great, man. So, uh, so yeah, we know the model PJ, which is we need a success, a viable model to be successful, which we just laid out, which is great. Uh, then we have to market this model to get people obviously in the door. Now uh, you told me about where we're at membership wise before we came on. I'm, I'm not going to say that, but what have you guys done to get new clients in the door on a consistent basis uh, over these past few months? Sure. So um, I've learned from my previous corporate life and I've and I take this at home as well also. And if, if, if I could just get one thing across to people who are trying to open a new business or a new gym is allow the experts 
to be the experts. Right. right. So I am not an expert in online marketing. Sure. I'm not going to do it. Okay. Right. It's going to take me longer. It's going to cost me more money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I do is I go around and I ask some other F45 owners. I ask some people, Hey, who do you guys use? Who do you guys use? Who do you guys use? Oh, you know, I have company XYZ. I give them a call and go, Hey, I heard from a couple other gyms yeah. that, you know, you all are good. Let's, you know, hop on here for two or three right. months, see how it goes. Right. Right. Um, we're on um, marketing company number two right now. Yeah. Um, so when you join F45, you have to go through their, you know, sure. pre-sale stuff, which is great. As I told you before, right. I don't mind opening this. Um, we had 212 uh, yeah. clients before we even opened our front door. Awesome. Right. So there's a combination there between, you know, our leads yeah. and um, I hired an excellent, uh, excellent front end uh, GM slash nice. pre-sale guy. So he was awesome. great as well. Awesome. Um, but, you know, we did have that good kind of constant flow of leads. Um, but that is one thing I would say is just like, for me, I hire a company, here's my budget, you know, how many leads am I going to get? Okay. Well, you know, this other company I had, you know, had the same spend and my price per lead was $2 less with them. So you right. either have a month to bring your lead down to match them, or I'm going back. Right. And a vast a majority of these companies are quick to go that is no problem. Yeah. And then what I have found out is that they will actually overspend on your budget slightly to make sure that they hit those numbers to keep you as a client. Right. Right. So as an example, let's say I'm spending $2,000 a month on marketing and I say, I need to have a hundred leads. These aren't actual numbers, sure. but just sure. as an example, right. Yeah. Um, and they're only bringing in 85. They may spend $2,200 to make sure that I get that hundred lead mark so that I stay there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I found is is just helpful across the board. For sure, yeah, I, I like it. I, hire the expert and, um, you know, obviously paid advertising is a big part of what we get to do and can utilize these days with these platforms being enormous, you know. So PJ, I get a lot in this show of like word of mouth being like the best form of advertising. It obviously sure. is a good part of it and I, I think probably makes up 50% of our uh, new customers say coming in. Um, what are your thoughts behind the word of mouth marketing? So uh, the word of mouth is great. Um, the problem with the word of mouth is that you can't control it. So you better be sure that the product that you're putting out there, you want people talking about, right? right? Um, so as a new owner, you gotta be, you have to be 100% confident and proud of your product. You gotta be confident yeah. and proud of your price, right. right? If you've ever been to a gym or ask, or if you ever going to buy anything and you ask how much it costs and the person trying to sell it to you is almost embarrassed because how much it is, how do you feel about that? You're yeah. like, okay, even he knows it's overpriced. You gotta be it. kidding me. So yeah. you gotta sit there, you gotta be confident. And we are a premium product. We're priced higher than any other gym in our area and yeah. it's not close. And we have almost 200 members two like months it. in. Yeah, I right? like it. So, but when people come in and they ask how much, we've already built the value before we tell them the price. So the right. price and the value have to match up. Yep. So, you know, if we just said, hey, this is our gym, uh, you have, you know, come into some classes if you want to. Yeah. And here's the price. They are going to go, I'm sorry, what? 
right, right. You know, but we have built up all of this value, right? We bring them in, we give them tours, we give them in-body scans, we come up with a custom plan for them. Hey, for you, you are, you know, on a strength building mode. So you ought to come in on these days. Okay, look, I'm going to put a scan on the calendar a month out from right now so that you have a goal in mind. You know, I know I have a scan in a month. I can't, you know, screw around in that month because I know I'm going to be checked on from these people at the gym, right? So we put this whole plan together for them before we even tell them how much our gym costs. Okay. And then they go, oh, well, I've already done X, Y, and Z. And I'm sure that if I come back in a month, you know, I'll see some progress. And look, if you don't, we have another scan and we tweak your plan. Right. Right. So, um, but yeah, so, but we're very, very confident in the product and the price. And that spreads quickly. The other thing that we've done is we've started asking our members as they come in, do you own a small business? Does your wife own a small business? Do your friends own a small business? We've now connected with 10 or 12 in our area. Half of them are our members. Awesome. So anytime we have an event, um, you know, we have, we have one great family. They sell, you know, shakes, power teas, protein donuts, all kinds of stuff. So on Saturdays, they'll come out, bring their table, offer stuff up for sale, you know, and samples. And to all of our other clients, that's a huge bonus, right? Not costing me a dime. Right. 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 It's keeping our client happy. She's making some extra money on the weekends. And, you know, it's this good, healthy um, interaction. I mean, our grand opening, we had, you know, eight local vendors out. We had a pizza truck. We had, you know, um, all kinds of stuff. It was, it was great. So on the word of mouth is awesome. And then you hand out small little cards to each one of them to hand out to people, right. right. You know, and, and if the person handing out the card can go, Hey, I'm a member there. I love it. You know, that genuine, you know, all like word of mouth, yeah. um, to your point is great. But I think, you, I think if you do the extra effort to go out and try to connect with other small businesses, Right, right. That spreads exponentially fast and it holds a lot more value. As well. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And like, uh, yeah, we need, we need ways to like systematize word of mouth too. You know, like, so uh, a lot of us, I think, leave it up to like fate, so to speak, like it just sort of float and like fate, I don't think inspires for us necessarily. So yeah, like you said, PJ, I think awesome ways to do it. Then you add to that, you know, affinity marketing piece, like that local partnerships that are mutually beneficial, I think are, are massively huge for everybody and kind of helps client engagement and like retention too. So like, um, what are your thoughts and best practices there? I know this first location only, only open a few months. So haven't had years and years of like a life cycle of client turnover, anything like that, but what is this best practices for you guys right now that you're putting in place to keep clients engaged and keep coming back for, you know, for life. So when someone has not come in a week, we generally genuinely are concerned as to why right? Are they injured? Are they on travel? Um, What's going on? So, you know, we have high usage and low usage when people haven't been coming in, you know, we call them first. We have a call first rule Okay. um, at my gym. So I know there are so many tools out there. We love, you know, automated emails and, you know, you know, throwing out a text message and blah, blah, blah. Right. But we have a call first rule. So you call first, they don't answer. Hey, it's PJ from F45. I just wanted to check on XYZ. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I will shoot you a text after this if it's easier for you to communicate in that way. Right. Because yeah. people are at work, right. Or have their kids. I get it. Or they go, I don't know this number. Click. Right. 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 Um, but we call first, then we text and then email is last. 
Okay. Um, that's the order that we found has the highest um, okay. engagement. Yep. Sure. Yep. Um, and it's funny because you'll call, you get no answer, and you text, and they immediately answer you back. Yeah. Right. Um, but so that was one thing is the kind of order in which we try to um, touch base with people. And uh, we came up with something that has been a game changer for us. And that is when people come in on their first class ever, yeah. when they walk out the door, whoever their instructor was grabs the iPhone at the gym. They take a video. Hey, this is coach PJ. You did a great job on those squats today. Can't wait to have you in class again on Thursday at 12 o'clock for blah, 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 blah. Have a great day. Click yep. 20 second video from the coach. Yeah. Before you send that video, you pull up their file. You see the class they're coming to next. Right. Um, all of that kind of stuff. So it's a truly personalized um, thing. And we've gotten, I mean, probably two out of three people answer us back, which is incredibly high. Huge. And yeah. we haven't gotten anything bad. Like, you know, hey, quit video texting me or anything. Like, everything has been like, I can't believe this. This is awesome. I had a great workout. I was super sore. We've had people straight up saying, I was crazy sore. I didn't want to come back but I love this video. I'll see you Thursday. Yeah. It's amazing. So man. I know for a fact that those have probably saved us for sure, you know, four to five clients. I mean, that's, you know, over two months, you know, it isn't anything huge, but you know, over years that stuff adds up. It's huge, man. Yeah. And like, uh, you're the first person BJ who said you guys actually do that uh, in a gym setting, which, which I love. I think like that new video is like the new, the new handwritten note. I used to be a thing for yeah. We wrote, wrote notes down, mailed it to you or gave them to you. But like, I think that's the, the text video now. And I think it's huge. Obviously it's working for you guys. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's awesome advice for anybody listening right there. Add that to your, uh, to your process and, and how you guys have a cadence to it is another thing. It's not just random and like, you know, no, no. So I'm very process oriented. Yeah. I have a script I wrote up and I was like, yeah. Hey coaches, these are the five points, right? So, Hey, it's coach blank. You say them by the, the, the hair name you thank them for coming thank you for coming in today on sunday at 10 o'clock for our blank workout choose some move in which yeah. you had to interact with them right so like yeah. if you helped them on their squats point that out you know hey you know after we chatted on the squats they all looked great and then check their schedule on the next one you know to see as they're coming in and then we add in a tip right you know we hit you know quads pretty hard today drink some extra water try to get some more steps in, wow. right? Easy stuff, right? So you are, but again, that, so all of that happens at that first class before they even know how much the, the uh, gym is. Wow. Okay. So we're building all of that value hmm. before we even pitch our price. I love that, yeah. I was gonna ask you other ways you build value and that's a, two massive ways. It just shows we care. Like you kind of mentioned earlier, it shows that conviction behind, you know, what the, what the hell we're doing. And we actually give a crap about the clients, which I think is, is awesome, man. So uh, yeah, PJ, that's all amazing stuff. And like that first, as you know, man, that the first couple of months of that client journey is so important for them, for them staying, you know, it's hard to walk into a gym can be intimidating for most folks. So like, yeah, I think those extra layers of communication and coaching and follow-up is just massive to the, uh, to their attention and the life cycle of our, of our clients. And then just to kind of go beyond, you know, yeah, as, sure. um, what you're saying, but, you know, we're not there yet, but again, we already have these processes and these right. triggers already built out 
where we're tagging people after a month and then after 60 days and then after 90 and then we wait two months and then we wait three months so we have the first year like contact plan for each client already built out okay so and it's yeah so not only do we have the plan but we have you know certain questions and criteria we're trying to get from them at each one of those points right so like after three months we do a full check-in, you know, Hey, how much muscle have you gained? How much fat have you lost? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Are we doing a great job? Awesome. Would you mind hopping onto, you know, Google or Yelp and hooking us with a five-star? Yeah. Sure, sure. Right. So, but we're not asking for those things out of nowhere. We right. ask for them immediately after they yeah. just told us how much progress they've made. Right. Right. So they feel as if they kind of owe us one, even though they absolutely do not, but yeah. they're happy with the product. Sure. So if they can, after three months go, man, I've gained three pounds of muscle and I've lost 12 pounds of fat. Yeah. I am ecstatic. I can, you know, I can put on clothes. I'm feeling good about. I love you guys, Jim. I love coach, you know, John, he's awesome. And go, that's awesome. Do you mind hopping on Google? Just quick five-star. Yeah, man, absolutely. Right, right there. They already have that high yeah. of yeah. the gym, right? All of their, changes and stuff so it's an easy ask i love it yeah and some uh yeah timing's everything and to tap into some human psychology a little bit there to to uh you know best time to ask for sure pj what's your that one and then kind of in that same um time frame when they come in next when they hit their hundredth class let's say right they come in right we give them a big you know you know great job john's on his hundred class you know great job afterwards we do a complimentary scan right? right hey you've done a hundred of these classes. Let's hop on the scale and see yeah. how far you've come. come, right? How much muscle have you gained? How much fat have you burned after that? And then we go, great job. Here's a free pass for a friend, bringing a friend. Yeah. yeah. Right. So again, you're showing them value and then you're asking, it's that give and ask. Right. Um, and the asks get smaller and smaller yeah. as you give more and more. So give as much as you can. And then the asks get easier and easier. Yeah. I agree 1000%, man. I think that's awesome advice, you know, and uh, with all this stuff, all these systems you have in place, is this stuff that uh, you've thought of PJ or work with headquarters on or a collaboration of both or just from your experience being in the corporate world for so long? Yeah, kind of both. I would say more from the um, corporate world. So F45 yeah. does a great job of, yeah. you know, telling you all step by step exactly how to get yeah. up and running. And then they do have, you know, great people there to help you you know, if you have um, questions, but one thing that kind of drew me to F45 was after you're up and running, they pretty much, you, they pretty much say, just go, you know, you're kind of on, not on your own. I don't want it to seem, but you know, you know, it's your gym, right. Which I love, but yeah. Um, my previous life that I was in was, vi- there were a lot of steps. And so right. we were very um, process yeah. checklists um, yeah. driven, right? So person A would do X, Y, and Z, they would have to say, yes, I did X, Y, and Z and sign it off. And so that's always been a part of my, just um, how I came up because if person A isn't there, I can pull in person B and go, look, they're at step 17. They go, okay, I got it. And they're up and running in a minute. Yeah. Right. Because people get sick. The other day I woke up with all of the intention in the world of going straight into the gym. My kid threw up in his bed in the middle of the night, you know, so playing all you want. 
but right. things happen, right? And so you got to be able to plug and play people to an extent, Definitely. right? Um, yeah. And so those processes and procedures are so critical so that I can stay home and spend yeah. time sure. with my three boys and my wife and my family so that I don't have to do it all. I don't want to do it all. I don't coach. I'm not right. allowed to coach, right? I, I tell my member, I'm not the coach. Hire all the good coaches. I'll let the expert coaches be the experts in coaching. Right. right. I'll let the expert in sales be our head of sales. Right. right. I'm I'm the quote unquote expert in ownership. So I'm going to be the owner. Right. Right. So I'm going to sit, you know, I'm going to sit here in my seat as the owner. And, and my job is to help out all of the people in the gym that I can so that each of them can be experts in their field. Right. I'm you yeah. know, clearing the way for them to be sure. the experts. Sure. Yeah. I love it, man. I, I love the, uh, that's where the benefit of having that corporate background can come into the gym world, I think, and just help put these systems in place like you guys have done, which I think is uh, just a huge asset and uh, uh, a huge time saver, really, and just more efficient business at the end of the day, unless you like kind of uh, pursue that vision of success you have. Without that, obviously, we can't do it, you know? Yeah, and what's wild is kind of how those connections yeah. I was still able to draw on in right. this whole new industry. So it was very tough for me because when I moved to Florida, I didn't know anyone. Right. You know, right. you know, I didn't have an architect. I didn't have a contractor. I didn't have, a, I mean, I didn't have anybody. So yeah. I had, yeah. I didn't know what to do. But right. then once we got, and I needed a couple things here and there, right? Um, I could call on some old colleagues from a totally other industry, yeah. you know, say, hey, could you help me with this? Right. And generally speaking, when you tell people, look, I left this industry, I'm not going to some other company, I'm yeah. changing my whole life over here because I'm following a passion. And yeah. then you call them back. Like I had talked to this guy in months. Right. And I go, hey man, I need a big time favor. He yeah. was happy to help. Right, right. Happy to help. Yeah. So that was really, really nice to be able to still kind of pull on those strings a little bit. Sure. Um, and the other thing, and this is kind of off topic, but I think it's very cool, is when I look back, you really, it, it is, could not be more clear who actually cares about you as a human being. Sure, sure. You look yeah. back and you're like, these people, when I was employed there, talked to me all the time, yeah. super friendly. They wanted to go to happy hour, right? right? They were so nice. They wanted to hang out outside of work. Yeah. As soon as I left that industry, God. cut God. off. Yeah. Right. Other right. people, I get, I get text from on a Tuesday afternoon. Hey man, just having lunch. I was thinking about you. How's the gym coming along? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I could, they, they are not who you expect. Never. On either side. No, it's true, man. It's very true. It's very, it's wild. Yeah. Life's interesting, man. That's for sure. I've gone through similar yeah. things. It's very, very interesting, man. But uh, yeah, life is wild. That's for sure. So PJ, with all being said, man, uh, success here right away, which is great, already profitable, which is incredible. What is the next 12 months uh, goal wise for your business here? Get these smooth sailing. Yep. Um, I kind of got these two up and running at one time, you know, we had a lot of changeover, um, the last year I'm just, you know, trying to get things so that they can flow on their own. Um, you know, we went through a big move, bought a house, had a baby, opened two gyms. I yeah. think my next two months are sit back and let not sit back, but not expand any further. Um, I want these two to be, uh, two high performing, gyms um in the f45 world yeah. um but yeah you know i just um that's really what i i 
I want to hone these in. Um, I don't know if I would go into ownership on any more in terms because I am the only yeah. owner. There's no ownership yeah. group. It's just me um, for these two. But I was thinking, you know, you know, how do I stay involved with F45 right. while still growing, um, but not doing everything right? I mean, opening it yeah. up. You know, I was completely yeah. on my own, um, and that was super hard. Um, and I don't think I want to go through that a third time. Um, so what I'm starting to do is kind of feel out, you know, are there, after I get all of these done, right, are there struggling F45s I can go by? Yeah. You know, are there other, you know, could I go that route, right? Because after I have processes and procedures, you can take all that stuff, you drop it over here, you spend, you know, a few months training that staff, or yeah. if that staff, you know, isn't the correct staff, you bring in the right staff, right. you know, but could we go that route where I don't have to go through, you know, you know, all the architecture, all the permits, all the construction, all the pre-sale, yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? There could be one that's struggling with 100 members right now, right? right? And I could come in and we, you know, implement some processes and grow them to three or 400 members. So that's yeah. one possible um, thing moving forward. The other one is to, you know, um, be part of an ownership group, but just be a partner in the background. Right, right. You know, hey, I'll pony up, you know, you know, you know, yeah. half the investment or, you know, but I want to own just under half, you know what I mean? At 49%, it's your gym, but yeah. I want half the money, you know? <laughs> you know? So okay. um, looking at ways to continue to grow. And yeah, yeah. This is the point I wanted to come back to that I said earlier on, right? Sure. I feel like I'm kind of an outcast in the gym ownership world and that I see owning a gym purely as a way to fund a life for me and my family and my kids and my grandkids and my great grand, you know? So yeah. I don't, while it is, I am passionate about it. I, right. and I try to keep it very, very clear that the point is to fund our family and yeah. our future yeah. families. And so that is important to me. Um, and that's, you know, where I'm looking of, you know, how can I invest a dollar and get 25 in return? Exactly. So I love it, man. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I love it reminds that I love, uh, and I know we talked about this off camera, but I, I hope more, uh, we get more gym owners in this kind of mindset of, of, and I think that's where it should be, especially in the course of a entrepreneurship and ownership cycle. So PJ, this was, this was a blast, man. I appreciate you coming on some high level stuff here today, which I love, man. Where can the listeners check you out? Social media, website, all that good stuff. Uh, you can just Google F45 in Palmasia or, uh, review you know we have stuff um instagram and facebook it's all linked there i won't tell you the handles because they're long and you guys won't write them down so <laughs> but just google search us you know if you want to follow us great if not i get it so well, pj awesome man appreciate your time this morning man uh and uh thank you so much wish you guys continued success cool thanks man have a good time appreciate it you got it listeners we appreciate you as well please hit like and subscribe to be notified for our future episodes and until next time gym lords we are out Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. 
That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host, Austin Montero, and today we're joined by Vlad Pelaluyev from Body by Vlad in Sacramento, California. Did I get it, Vlad? Yep, you got it. Oh, man. I'm good. I tried really hard there. That was good, man. So, hey, dude, appreciate you coming on and uh, spending some time with us here. Yeah, busy day. I know we got some clients here coming in. So, let's dive in, man. So, Body by Vlad, you opened this business. Uh, just about the time, you know, COVID was kicking off here. So let's go back in time a couple of years. What was your original goal, man, when you decided to move into this brick and mortar space and uh, go down this route of entrepreneurship within the fitness world? Um, when I planned on opening the studio, I was working at a gym like subcontracting. Yep. And basically it was just doing that for the last, you know, 10, 12 years, just subcontracting at different gyms. And one of my clients was like, hey, I think it's time for you to open up your own space. Right. Um, because I was very limited at what I can and can't do. And, you know, in December of 2019, we're like, hey, let's go look at some spaces. We got a contract and then we had to deal with the county for about three months. And then in March of 2020 is when we got our permits. Like, okay, you know, you guys can go ahead and do the construction, uh, tenant improvements, things like that. Um, I was literally standing in the gym watching the news telling, and then they were saying like, Hey, we're going to be shutting gyms down that wow. same week. I got my permits and you're just, wow. you know, you're thinking like, like what timing, like when you decide to do something, you know, and you yeah. get shut down by something that you can't plan for. So, um, that was in March, you know? And so basically from March till about June, July, I was like, um, I'm really going to be holding back. I was jobless. So I was like on unemployment and then you have to open a gym. So you're just, there's a lot of things going on. And I yeah. was like, okay, we're just going to go for it. And then yeah. we opened in October of 2020. Nice, man. So yeah, kind of burn the ships. Let's go after, go after, let's go after a dream, make this thing happen, right? In, in the hardest time in the fitness industry. So that's really cool, man. And happy you did it, right? So it's, it's good stuff. So I see the gym behind you. Really nice space. Tell us why you picked this actual space that you're in. What was it about this space? Was it location? Was it price? Was it because of the model you run? What was the reason for that? Yeah, the, um, the location I picked is um, because when I came here, I looked at A, is there parking spaces, right? That yeah. was my number yeah. one thing is how easy and convenient is it going to be for my client to park and walk to the gym and how far is that destination, sure. et cetera. And it has very nice parking. It's right next to a superstore, right? Um, there's a lot of traffic in and out. So you're getting free advertising. Yeah, people driving by your gym every day, you know, wow. they're looking at it. They might not sign up, but they're looking at it. Right. Um, there's, you know, um, a lot of traffic in terms of people walking by and things like that. There's a couple other businesses right next to me. So it's on a corner. Um, yeah. So it's really got that like um, the view where uh, you're, you, you know, you got the natural light coming in. So the space itself was perfect because of for my personal training concept. It's not suitable for classes, things like that. But for what I wanted to do at that time, 1,500 square feet was exactly what I needed to get started type of thing. So when I looked at it, I said, this is the spot. And then that's when we kind of started doing the renovations and things like that. Right. And now you've 
recently added a kind of addition to this original space, right? Yeah, basically nine rounds was right next to me. And yeah. they went out of business about four months into my lease. Yeah. That's when I called the landlord and I said, hey, I want to take this next lease. And right. he kind of laughed and said, you just got this one. And I said, well, yeah, but, you know, we need this lease. And then that's because uh, what I really wanted is to have space for cardio machines and things like that, where clients can do cardio before and after, you know, the workout and things like that. And I saw that as an opportunity. And we were still in the whole COVID situation, but I just kind of went for it. And I was like, hey, you know, let's just get the lease and we'll figure the rest out. So recent, like literally like two weeks ago, just finished that side. Got all the permits, you know, and things like that. So it's like a big thing off my chest. 100%, 100%, man. Yeah. So yeah, congrats on that, dude. It's uh, always exciting expanding or moving uh, into a new space and always exciting when we're growing our business. So uh, a good problem to have, obviously. So with your model, we know you do PT mostly, right? And I know you have some other services tied to that. How have you gone about Vlad, marketing your business and getting those clients in the door on a, on a consistent basis? I think it's um, the combination of doing it for such a long time. Yeah. That- I I even thought about that myself where I said, would it be successful or as successful if I, you know, got into the industry and two years later, I opened up a studio, right? Right. I think it's the fact that, you know, 10 years, 12 years of doing something, you're kind of um, known in the community where people know like, oh, you know, I went to him, I went to him. And then when you open a storefront, it really exposes you more than you working at a gym as a subcontractor. Yeah, yeah. So what that did is it kind of opened up people's like, oh, he actually has his own place. So it's like, it's it, it fit more into my model of like the one-on-one aspect and kind of like, instead of coming into a gym and there's a lot of people everywhere, it's not very intimate. Right, so that's right. one of the biggest reasons why it worked so well is because that one-on-one aspect and working with the client individually versus coming into a big gym. Because if yeah. you go on my website and then you walk in and you see a gym, you're kind of like, well, I thought this was a one-on-one, like private, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And they're not really getting the vibe from a gym, but this sure. is more of a different vibe. So clients really like that aspect. So there's not a bunch of people all in one place. Yeah. I got a private boutique kind of vibe, personal training studio. Right. Yeah. So with that being your model, man, what, how did you come up with your, like your pricing structure? You've been doing this for, for a number of years. How did you come up with your, with your current pricing structure for personal training? I looked at the market in Sacramento yeah. and just what people are offering. I mean, I've worked and I've been around so many trainers and yeah. kind of just put a, um, put a price in terms of not too high, not too low. Yeah. Um, and I pretty much just calculated, you know, what are they getting in terms of value for right. the price? Right. And, you know, I, I noticed that when, you know, you, you charge somebody a low fee, but you do a lot of work for them, they don't really appreciate it. Right. So when they pay, I, w- I don't know if it's a premium or not, but if they pay a higher price, first of all, they're going to be motivated to get the result to be like, Hey, look, I'm paying this money. You as sure. a trainer, you're like, you feel better. Cause you're not like working for pennies. Yeah, you know, trying to just trying to survive to make a living, right. and so at the end of the day, you're like, you feel, you know, you're making a decent income. They're getting the results, and people are more motivated to do that, you know. Yeah. Um, and they 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 just take it more seriously instead of just coming in like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter if I get results or not. Right, so, right. I agree. Yeah, yeah. People definitely value stuff. Uh, you know, it's a little more expensive. We'll say, uh, you know, if we're selling like ten dollar training session, nobody's gonna care, right? If it's a yeah. 
they're, hundred dollars a session. People will care more, hundred percent, man. Yeah. Yeah. How long have your rates been where they are? Have you, have you raised them recently? Or do you have any thoughts to potentially raise them here in the near future? My rates have been the same, I would say, for the last three to four years. Okay. I think I've been keeping them the same. Um, I don't really plan on raising them. Okay. Um, I plan on lowering them, actually. Um, lowering them, okay. Yeah. Um, not like a lot, but, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, it's a thought. Uh, we'll yeah. see how that works, but I do appreciate my clients that are long-term, let's say three years, two years, sure. five years, sure. and I'll give them like a better rate um, okay. as they keep training longer. So I tend to do that with my clients okay. um, because it kind of shows like, Hey, you know, you're here in the long run, you know, it's kind of like a, they're not here to just lose 20 pounds, you know, they're here to make it a lifestyle. So right. I try to make it as convenient as possible for them in terms of fees and things like that um because so you know they're not, they're not here for three months or so sure yeah so you're rewarding the uh, clients that are staying with you longer kind of with a lower rate are you going to use a lower rate for any new people you get to or are they going to be at the higher rate no like i said the uh, clients that are long-term like two three-year clients yeah. you know? um, okay. but if somebody comes in you know and they're like i just want to lose 20 pounds that's not going to take very long so right. and it depends on how long they stay so you know okay. like i said um it's like a long-term client type of thing. Sure, situation sure. Where, you know, agree, if you're going to stay with me for five years and you're going to get a good rate, you know? Right. And I hear what you're saying for sure. So with, I know you've been training clients for what, 12, 13 years, right? So Vlad, when you opened this gym here, you already had obviously clients with you. Yeah. Uh, what is like a day in the life like for you now? Are you, are you pretty much at capacity for your time? Where, where does your like day-to-day -day work and look like as far as, you know, from that capacity standpoint? Um, when I was uh, opening the studio, the uh, my buddy who's an architectural engineer and designer who works with the county and things like that, he was like, hey, man, uh, he was kind of concerned, worried, because he's like, you're opening a gym when gyms are closing and things like that. And I wasn't really worried about it. Um, I had a system down where I honestly just, you know, had a website. And then through the yeah. website, I got leads and traffic. Nice. And basically... I used uh, Calendly. It's like a software yeah. system for scheduling, right? Yeah. So people would just go on the website, book a time with me, and it would be like, I would just be talking to him and I'd get like a notification, like somebody wow. booked this time with you, somebody booked that time with you. Mm -hmm. um, and in terms of marketing, to be honest, I didn't spend a dollar. I just opened the studio. Um, I opened up my time slots on my website because I'm coming off unemployment. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't advertise it on Instagram, no social media. I just opened up my website online to like time slots. Okay. And I think I got booked within four weeks, full wow. capacity. Wow. Um, I had to close. My, I, might, I haven't opened my books in a long time. I only take like referrals here and there. Yeah. Um, so I don't really spend uh, advertising dollars, marketing dollars. Um, right. I just have a website, okay. uh, Instagram, and, and that's pretty much it. And there's just a lot of like, um word of mouth i would say sure. yeah sure yeah that's awesome man like a good problem to have right being at capacity and and unfortunately having to turn some folks away just because as trainers we only have so many so much time in the day right only only so many time slots available everybody kind of wants that same same yeah. time slot what do you think was like the key that was uh like driving people to your website to book you were, were you doing stuff social media like doing like organic posts or on you know Instagram, Facebook, what do you think was the key to get people to take that actionable step to book that session with you?
Uh, if any, if like, if I would make one recommendation for any trainers yeah. that are doing this or they're looking to do that, honestly, take the time and really invest into the right web designer for you. Right. That is number, like that is the key because if they can design your website properly, mm-hmm. you're going to be on the top pages of Google. Yeah. People are going to love interacting with your website. It's going to be easy for them you know, to book you because a lot of websites you log in, you don't know where to call. You don't know who to tech, they don't right. reply, like things like that. Just make it easy for your customer. Yeah. Make it easy for them to book you, make it easier for them to be able to reach you and things like that and respond, of course. Yeah. Um, that would be the number one because I've tried Yelp. Um, I didn't really advertise with them. I just have a Yelp account and I don't really use them anymore because uh, they like I'll get reviews, but they don't really post them. Right. And then when right. I called in, I said, what's going on? So I just use Google. Sure. Uh, and then if people leave a review, they go on Google, leave a review. Uh, and Google doesn't like take them off or anything. It's whatever yeah. people put on there. So right. I, I prefer that one um, yeah. because I'm like, I'm just going to try to go switch to Google Maps, things like that. So you're on the map and like yeah. people who use phones and stuff, they'll be able to find you if they type in gym or something. Yeah. yeah everything, so. is, everything I'm doing is pretty organic. I'm not really, because I'm not really spending too much money on that. I'm trying to focus more on how do I uh, bring more value to my customer. Right. And whether that's opening a studio, whether that's expanding my studio, bringing in nicer equipment, it's how do I make their experience better, right? Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of where my focus is. Um, For sure, man. So uh, yeah, let's talk about that. So like, let's talk about that. So like, you're at capacity, right? You have this brand new, really good looking studio, just expanded. So double the size. Um, we've grown organically up to this point, right? What, uh, What's next for you, Vlad? Like the next six months to a year? What does that look like for you in the business? And where is it? You just said you're focused on adding value. So that's obviously part of the goals. Uh, on top of that, what else are you looking to accomplish here in the next six months to a year? Yeah, the goal was to have a personal training studio where there would be um, multiple trainers yep. uh, training. Uh, it wouldn't be like a gym where it's like you can't move. There would be, you know, a couple of trainers, a couple of clients. It would be very like, it's low key. It's chill. The vibe. There's no nobody's like huffing and puffing over each other and yeah. stuff. So, that was the goal: is to you know open a studio, get kind of settled in, and then see yeah. if you can hire some good people that can kind of help you, and yeah. then are the same as you, where you're they're passionate about fitness and health, nutrition, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just create a work environment where, as a customer, a you're not intimidated to come in because right. you know you're not like scared of people judging you and things like that. A be the actual training environment is uh, suitable, you know, everything is clean, things right. like that, where um, you're just you're just looking to create a, the right training environment because a lot of people don't do it because A, they're intimidated, B, they don't know what to do. So right. Right. my goal is to create that environment and also like help them like, okay, this is what you have to do for you. Right? So it's individualized programming. Yeah. Um, you know, the next t- six to 12 months, looking to honestly like kind of settle it down and everything with all these like miscellaneous things you got to do as a business owner right and then just focus on building the right team um the right systems where you're just able to help more people and scale because like i said i don't know how many people i've had to turn down and that's like i can't help everybody and it you know it's it sucks because you want to help them but you're like i'm already like yeah. There's no more time in my books for you guys. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. but you know, and then my clients, like I said, they're, they're usually they're long term. So I don't know when a slot can open and it's like, you right. know, 
I can put you on a wait list, but I honestly don't know when it's going to open yeah, up. Sure. You need time for admin and just other things course, besides just training. So it was a lot, honestly, the last two years, I was working a lot of hours um, just because I'm coming off of unemployment, you know, right. things like that, where you're just like lost income and stuff. So now things are kind of settling down. So good, man. That's good. Definitely, yeah. definitely looking to hire some talent. Um, work with a good team and just, you know, just keep slowly yeah. helping more and more people like that. 100%, man. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's all of our goal, right? To help more people, as many people as we can. That's, that's why we all, all of us probably got started in this industry at the end of the day, right? So you're looking to kind of replicate yourself with other coaches there so you guys can take more clients in that hour. So that's say right now, Vlad, your biggest challenge, we just kind of talked opportunity. Your biggest challenge is just kind of, kind of that, right? You, you being a capacity and now you're looking to kind of grow that team so you can obviously at the end of the day then help more people so is it is it right now just kind of hiring those new trainers yeah that would that that's the number one goal yeah. would be to um it, you know at least two to three trainers where yeah. kind of deload a little bit start getting them on board and things like that um because it's really hard to train 60 clients 70 clients by yourself and you know it's, it's kind of like i want to shift into more of like a coach mentor to trainers and be like okay this is how you train because a lot of people come in they're like you know they're not just weight loss it's like you know on my knee my back hurts this hurts right. i got surgery yeah. here so it's complicated cases so 100%. it's more delicate work than you just like let's do 20 squats and burpees you know yeah yeah um, nutrition wise hormonal things like that so um that's what's interesting to me is taking somebody in that state and bringing them up to up sure. to in terms of their health. So, yeah. And that's like the, the greatest, like uh, the best progression of a, a gym owner entrepreneur is like what you just said to go from like, we all go from like training a lot to them kind of taking uh, a step back and overseeing everything and coaching the trainers and our team below us so we can grow, man. So I think that's uh, obviously the perfect trajectory. And you've been in this industry, Vlad, for what, 12, 13 years, right? Training people. We have listeners on here, you know, they want to open a gym. Uh, maybe they're a trainer now. They want to get into this space like, like you and I have. What uh, advice would you give that person listening that wants to open a gym that would set them up for the best success possible? I've seen that a lot. Actually, I, I worked, you know, with people who've had studios and things like that. Yeah. And um, I think they're just trying to do too much at the same time. Okay. And that's what causes failure. Um, okay. They try to focus on so many different things and avenues and then, they, they burn out a or financially they run out you know money right. and things like yeah that. Sure. So just like for me it's really like people are like well why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that you know and it's like no i have a plan like there's yeah. steps there's not and people looking into it they're like well how why, why haven't you hired trainers yet it's been two years yeah and it's like no it's like i have my steps i'm not gonna right. move away from that because right. if i it's like you're trying to jump the you know you're trying to jump over something where you haven't done step A. Yeah. So for me, it's very methodical. It's like one step at a time, one step at a time, but it's like concrete, you know, yeah. I'm not trying to just jump the gun here. So if some if people are looking to open a gym, A, uh, like I said, make sure you got the right web designer. Some pe yeah. the people that are going to be helping you out, if you can get good deals on equipment, things like that. Um, you got to take all that into consideration. What, what exactly do you want to do? You know, I see a lot of times where, where gyms will be like, I want to have, um, 
boxing. I want to have classes. Yeah. I want to have this. That's too much. You got to focus on something that you're going to do and you have to just do that really well. Yeah. Because then you're just like, it's, it, it's the thing is, is if I try to do what lifetime is doing, if what other right. gyms are doing, I right. can't compete with that. Right. There's no way that I'm going to be able to compete with a gym like that. So you just got to pick something that's going to work. Yeah. You know, and whatever you specialize in, whatever that is, like CrossFit, for example, they just do that. You know, they're not trying to appeal to everybody. So right. Right. Um, that's my recommendation is what do you want to focus on? Don't try to do everything because yeah. then you're going to be spread in so many different directions. Because yeah, if I'm doing one-on-one -on -one personal training, that's all I'm doing. Right, right. I'm not focused on doing this. And people all the time are like, well, why don't you open classes? Why? I'm like, that's not, that's not the structure. Right, right. I'm not going to move away from what I'm trying to do. Um, and honestly, that's like the biggest thing is figuring that out. You know, that's going to oh, help dang. help you succeed. Uh, yeah. Don't try to do everything and really sit down and plan everything out. Make sure you have enough funds and don't don't get into a gym and and just start being like tens, twenty thousand dollars marketing every month. You know, right. unless you got the funds, you know, that's cool. But yeah, um, focus more on, you know, building that relationship with clients, building the value, looking for just like, hey, you know, referrals. Um, because honestly, that's the best way to grow. That's organic. Right. You know? But then when you have the funds, of course, you can network. I, I did things like billboards before. Right. I did all kinds of things, you know, um, working with stores and things like that. We're advertising. But honestly, it all came down to, again, word of mouth. If I can help somebody and they're in a community of 500 people, guess what? At least five are going to call you yeah, because sure. they're going to see that person and go, wow, you look great. What are you doing? You know? Right. So that's what I mean by the value is building value with your client, you know, 100%, man, yeah. I, I feel like you, you have, let's say 50 clients, right? Why would you need more clients? Right. You need to focus on those 50. If you can focus on those 50, guess what? You're going to have 250 calling you because there's five times five is 25. Yeah. Right? Sure, sure. So focus on the clients that you already have. Focus on what you have is what I mean. Like, yeah. And just keep getting better make give them more value you know you know be there as much as you can for them type of thing um and help them succeed in their goals right right you know it's yeah, that's kind of the way i see it i hear you for sure and uh, like you said kind of you're focused on doing one thing and doing it really well and that's kind of your niche right is this personal training piece and uh growing from there and now growing your team here going forward so you guys can serve more people under that same umbrella of just pt so yeah, Vlad, I think that's good advice for some of our, you know, younger listeners out there getting into the business. I know you guys have a few minutes here left, but Vlad, where can their listeners check you out, your social media, your website? Where can we find you and follow along with your story? Yeah, um, Instagram, social media is just body by Vlad. Um, uh, Instagram, uh, I don't have a, I have a couple of things on YouTube, but it's just Instagram. That's usually where I'll post everything. And then obviously the website, you know, bodybyvlad.com. Yeah. Uh, very simple. Um, so that's kind of like all my social media platforms yeah. for now. Yeah. Like I don't really do uh, anything else besides that. Cool, man. Well, Vlad, I appreciate you coming on today. I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Uh, I know you got a client here coming soon any minute. So thank you for your time, man. And we wish you the best of luck, dude. Okay. Thank you. Right. You got it, man. Listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Gym Lords, we are out. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.